Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, in this episode of The Watchman's Cry, we will be investigating the Illuminati and its origins not in the sensationalistic sense that can take people on needless rabbit trails, but in the biblical informative sense, which underscores the scriptural reality that Lucifer, also known as Satan, has a demonic agenda to usurp the one true and only God of all creation, and that we as God's legitimate children and ambassadors of his truth need to be made aware of his demonic schemes in order to stand strong and to remain separate unto holiness in this desperate hour of deception. We are reminded that Lord Jesus emphatically declared that his kingdom is not of this world. Scripture also makes it clear that we, as his born-again offspring, hold a new citizenship, which is now in heaven. We still remain in the world, but we are no longer of the world. Sadly, in its Laodicean condition, much of the church has lost sight of the scriptural reality and, for the most part, has become just another version of the world, and therefore it has lost its impact as salt and light to a lost and dying generation. As salt, we have been called to provide the preserving and purifying power of God's commandments as a preservative for our society by speaking the truth in love against all evil and its destructive devices. God's love does not merely tolerate the sins of mankind or hide them behind the veil of his grace, nor does he allow man to continue to decide on his own what is right for himself. That prideful mindset was birthed in the Garden of Eden when Lucifer goaded Adam and Eve into disobeying the Creator with the enticement that they could be like God, knowing good and evil, resulting in not only their spiritual death, but the spiritual demise of every man and woman born from their corrupted seed. God's love comes on the wings of his mercy and grace with transforming forgiveness and miraculous resurrection power, not merely hiding man's sins, but completely delivering him out of his sins, and making him a new creation, who now holds a new identity and a new address. For we have been called out of darkness into his marvelous light. And in Second Peter 1, 4, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. As light ambassadors of those glorious promises, we have been anointed to lead all who desire to follow in truth to that sacred beacon with the charge of Ephesians 5.11. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. In Mark 4.22, it is written that, For nothing is hidden except to be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, 
but that it would come to light. And this leads us to our investigation of the Illuminati, which is defined as a person or group who proclaims to have special knowledge or spiritual enlightenment, especially about religion or philosophy. Here at its very foundation, we see the fingerprints of the serpent who comes as an angel of light, bringing what appears to be illumination, but is in fact darkened and deadly counsel. In Matthew 6.23, we read the Lord's exhortation regarding this demonic counterfeit to the true light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And as the enemy's deceptions continue to lure mankind into his web of control and their eventual worship of him, along with offering them secret enlightenment, he tempts them with the attainment of two other carnal ambitions, power and wealth. If you have wealth, you have the power. In 1 Timothy 6.10, it is written that the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. To understand more fully how this scriptural insight applies to our study of the Illuminati and how the many other secret organizations such as Freemasonry have been threaded from within its woven Antichrist fabric, we will go back a little into its history. In 1743, a Jewish goldsmith named Amsel Moses Bauer opened a coin shop in Frankfurt, Germany. As a Jew, he suffered much humiliation and was treated as a subhuman. Through his anguish and suffering, he vowed to one day become very rich with the intent of never being shamed again. Above the door of his shop, he hung a red shield that depicted a Roman eagle and soon his establishment became known as the Red Shield Inn. Amselbauer had a son, Mero Amselbauer, who he taught everything he knew about the money-lending business and the basic dynamics of finance. Shortly after his father died, the son went to work in Hanover as a clerk in a bank owned by the Oppenheimer family. During this time, he met General von Estorff, who quickly recognized his abilities, and he was eventually awarded a junior partnership with his firm. This connection would eventually lead to his entrance into the inner circle of the palace of Prince William. Following his success and advancement in the financial world, Mara returned to Frankfurt and purchased the business his father had established. With a red shield, which in German is Rothschild, still being displayed over the door, he began to recognize its true significance, for his father had adopted it as his emblem, in reflection of the emblem of the revolutionary-minded Jews in Eastern Europe. And in honor of this devotion, and sensing the power motive behind it, Mayor Amsel Bauer changed his name to Rothschild, and the Rothschild dynasty was born. Through his various experiences with the Oppenheimers and their banking expertise, Mayer learned that loaning money to governments and royalty was much more lucrative than loaning to private citizens. Not only were these advancements larger, they were also secured by the nation's taxes. As his experience grew, Mayor Rothschild came to realize that to reach the highest plateau of influence and control over the financial dealings of the various monarchs in Europe, 
he would have to wrestle this already held power from the church. And in order to do this, they would have to be destroyed. And so to accomplish this feat, and with his financial backing, he enlisted the help of a man by the name of Adam Weisop. Adam Weisop was born a Jew, but was educated by the Jesuits who converted him to Roman Catholicism. Are you seeing the networking connection yet between the agents of darkness that are serving the enemy in his one-world agenda, which actually began at the Tower of Babel and continues still? It is purported that Weisop eventually became an atheist, an ardent student of the French philosopher Voltaire. Voltaire was a revolutionary who held liberal and anti-scriptural views on religion. In a commentary written for Lion and Lamb Ministry, they give deeper understanding of the progression of the enemy's antichrist devices that lay out the blueprint for his one world order and the agents of darkness who are serving him in this sinister effort. They write, Adam Weisop formed the Order of Perfectionists on May 1st, 1776, to this day celebrated as May Day through many Western countries. It later became known as the Illuminati, a secret society whose name means enlightened ones. Although the order was originally founded to provide an opportunity for the free exchange of ideas, Weisop's background as a Jesuit, which is an order of Roman Catholicism, whose passionate goal is to aid the Pope in the formation of a one-world control, seems to have influenced the actual character of the society, such that, the express aim of this order became to abolish genuine Christianity and to overturn all civil government. After Adam Weisop died on November 18, 1830, at the age of 82, an Italian revolutionary leader by the name of Giuseppe Mazzini, who was a 33rd degree Mason, was selected by the Illuminati to head their worldwide operations in 1834. Mazzini also founded the Mafia in 1860. Because of Mazzini's revolutionary activities in Europe, the Bavarian government cracked down on the Illuminati and other secret societies for allegedly plotting a massive overthrow of Europe's monarchies. As the secrets of the Illuminati were revealed, they were persecuted and eventually disbanded, only to reestablish themselves in the depths of other organizations of which Freemasonry was one. And so while many will say that the Illuminati is no longer a viable organization, make no mistake that it is still operating within the organizational children birthed from within it. And as the Antichrist One World thread continues, during his leadership, Mazzini enticed a man by the name of Albert Pike into the now formally disbanded but still operating Illuminati. Pike was fascinated by the idea of a one-world government, and when asked by Mazzini, he readily agreed to write a ritual tome or work that guided the transition from average high-ranking Mason into a top-ranking Illuminati Mason of the 33rd degree. Mazzini's intention was that once a Mason had made his way up the Freemason ladder and proven himself worthy, the highest-ranking members would offer membership to the secret society within a society. 
It is for this reason that most Freemasons vehemently deny the evil intentions of their fraternity. Since the vast majority never reaches the 30th degree, they would not be aware of the real purpose behind Masonry or its Illuminati connection. And this is where we will pause, beloved. I'll pick up where we left off today in our next podcast episode. Until then, always remember that no matter what the enemy is endeavoring to do in his schemes of deception, the Lord God Almighty is in complete control and working all things together according to his purposes. And everything that is done in secret shall be revealed in the falsehood-shattering light of his truth. Just as Pharaoh was a puppet in the hand of the Lord God Almighty, as he accomplished his divine purposes to deliver his people from Egypt, so is every agent of darkness that is serving the enemy in his prideful and rebellious agenda in this critical hour on earth, falling into the hands of the Almighty God, who shall have his way and be glorified in and through it. May his name be praised forever. And as always, beloved, I bid you his agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you'd like to receive a CD copy of this message or you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com.